Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Here we go. Welcome today to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast. It's morning. I don't know when you're going to be listening. Maybe morning, afternoon, night. Mm, is late, late night. <laughs> in the middle of the night. In the middle of the Three night. in the morning when you can't sleep. Wait a second. The last time you said, the podcast you can't live without. <laughs> I listened back to that and I laughed and I said, no, I believe it. I listened to it all. I listened to I, I listened to us. <laughs> Oh, like three and four times a week. I don't know how that sounds to people. Yeah, if that sounds like vanity, um, it's not vanity though. Yeah. I'm actually listening and actually learning. That's you know that's you can't even understand what I'm saying. But I'm not even listening to myself. I understand. I'm hearing. Yeah, so. I understand it because I, I because this is like we talk about the the um, the um, Bible study version, right? Like going and back and hearing and learning things. But it's all the same because this is a Holy Spirit-driven podcast. We, I, I do not know at all where we're going. Yeah. You usually barely know where we're going yeah. other than broad topic. And then he shows up. And that is life. That's I, I want. And so I, I sense it. And I, I believe our tribe, the people in our tribe are growing in the awareness of that. And him, uh-huh. you know, we're not trying to have a wildly popular Podcast. What we're trying to do is no, but I do want connect people, people to him. I, yeah, I do yeah. want to connect more people to him. Yeah. yeah. So th- this would happen. Uh, so I'm usually tasked with getting a subject. So last week, tasked. <laughs> I'm just asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to talk about? What, or what's the subject we're going to talk about? He gives me the subject, and for about two minutes, I said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And kind of fear came into me in a little bit, but then I said, okay, that's fine. And uh, didn't know where it was going, or what we we're going to talk about, how I was going to frame it. I wrote some things down. I woke up 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning. I just told him. Couldn't sleep because the subject is kind of sensitive here. And it's sensitive not only to me, but I'm sure to a lot of people that are listening. And what the Spirit told me is to tell the truth and follow what he wants me to say as as i'm talking right now i'm i'm in the midst of listening okay so if i'm talking a little slower than i usually talk i want my words to be accurate and so holy spirit i just pray that you guide us during this time i ask you lord to penetrate the people that need to hear this message or whatever's going to be said as you lead this conversation as you lead ron and his comments and my comments that you can start the process of healing for people that have suffered through this. So here it is, guys. We're going to talk about, because because this subject right here has the capability of snuffing out your relationship with Jesus. It has the possibility of snuffing out the ability to hear the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about the subject of infidelity. Infidelity, okay? I don't know what else. Let's just define it. Infidelity is having an affair with your spouse. I actually looked it up because I was going to say cheating, but that, that, that goes a whole different slang term. It was infidelity. <clears throat> Breaking the contract, cutting the bond, um, taking the trust away from a spouse 
And if that's ever happened to you or you have participated in breaking that, it's damaging. And if you are not a person that is very connected to the spirit, listen, this is my, this is my, I'm judging my own heart here. Uh, you have a capability of, of going down a wrong track for many years. So I'm going to give you two occasions. And now I'll give you the first one, and you can feel free um, to ask me questions as we go on. But I'm going to give you one thing that the Spirit actually revealed to me. I'm 22 years old. I was on the road for from 18 to 22. I've been dating this girl for, you don't even know this story, for a couple of years. Uh, I get off the road start to go in the restaurant business she comes moves in town one day she's i go to the, her uh townhouse she's living with a uh a friend of hers uh, i go upstairs the friend looks at me like you know what the heck are you doing here i go upstairs i open the bedroom door and see my girlfriend sleeping with this guy actually sleeping i very quickly look at around the room see that there's no, <laughs> that there's no pictures of me so they've been put away for the evening and I calmly closed the door and walked away. And apparently she heard me or something and she came down and I said, listen, it was, it was just not much said. And I said, hey, listen, let me go. And this is what the spirit told me yesterday. I walked away, Ron, and I felt like a failure. I felt like undeserving. Uh, foolish. Um, it 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 affected me deeply. I never spoke to her again, or if I did, it was very few words. Never spoke to her again, and a two-year relationship with me was just cut. I mean, she would call me. I don't want to get into that, and I would just I would not I would not talk anymore. <clears throat> now I thought I thought I was over it, but I think. Something happened to me that even affected me in the future that I felt like a failure and unworthy and not able to keep a relationship. There's a lot of things that happened. Now, back then, I didn't know the spirit nowhere near like I know it now, uh, like I know him now. Uh, I was a Christian, but I didn't go to God during that time. I internalized it and went on with my life thinking that I was healed, but I wasn't healed. Uh, it has stayed with me. And I'm realizing this now in my later life on the effect it's had on me. I know you deal with this all the time. I know it's a big issue with people and marriages. And there's my story. Mm. Half of my story. Mm. You don't want to tell the other half now? All right. The other half is this. Six years later, I'm married, have two kids. I'm on top of the world. I'm just under 30 years old, thriving business, just built a home, have a couple Cadillacs I'm driving. I, I'm, this is not bragging. I'm just telling you how my mind was. I'm on top of the world, man, okay? And so if I'm on top of the world and I'm not following Christ like I should and not listening to the Holy Spirit, well, I'm going to reap the rewards of that. And I then did exactly what my girlfriend did I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago before that. And then I had an affair. Mm. And it was found out. Eventually, two or three years later, the marriage ends. That's 
close to 30 years ago. And so I've lived on both sides. And the same feeling is going through my mind. I'm a failure. I'm no good. I'm a fake. The only thing I remember of that whole situation was this. I'm sitting there one day looking at myself and I go, God, this is just not who I am. How did I get here? You know, you start saying, that's not who I am. It's not who I was. What I didn't realize is that was more profound than I realized. I was just thinking, that's not who I am in this world. But no, that wasn't who I am in God's eyes. Hmm. So those are my two stories. What did the Spirit tell you about those stories? Like what, uh, you're right, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of infidelity stories. Interestingly enough, infidelity is one of those words that uh, has been taken, you know, it, that exists in the English language, and then it's been kind of assigned to this one thing. You know, it's like when you say to somebody, infidelity, they think immediately of what you're talking about. You know, relational infidelity. Uh, uh, is there another kind? Specifically, uh, the kinds that you've just described. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to the meaning of the word itself. The word, okay. the, the word it means to break faith. Fidelity is faithfulness. Semper Fi, always faithful, you know, for all the you uh, Marines oh. out there. <clears throat> um, but uh, infidelity means to not be faithful. And so you've you've experienced um, you've experienced it if you've if a spouse is not faithful to you uh, breaks trust with you they, then we call it infidelity that's what we've you know assigned that name to but I want, what did the spirit tell you well this is what it is I was just going to tell you funny you're saying that listen this show is about the Holy Spirit okay and I'm just telling you this has great effect on people and it, it it can hit you and it does hit you to the core of who you are and <clears throat> many times you can't even speak truth in it and you don't see anything it's it's a whole different level and and i i can't explain it and you can lose faith i mean it, it just tears you apart yeah well, what uh, it was very interesting the thing you said. This is not who I am. No. You know, this is not, and and what we generally do, uh, and I've I obviously well not obviously, but I talk to a lot of people who are in the midst of some kind of marital distress, and a lot of times it, it involves infidelity. But you know you don't have to have an affair with a, another person to be be faithless in your in your relationship there are a lot of ways to break trust you know you can you can do it financially you can do it relationally you can do it with your kids you can set your kids against your spouse you can uh, set your job against your spouse and there's a lot of ways that you can um, practice infidelity in relationships the key though that we we tend to forget is like, and you just gave really good examples about it. It's like that girlfriend of yours, when she came downstairs and she was standing there with you, um, she wasn't thinking anything different than you were when you and your wife were having the confrontation about, I did this thing. Like we tend to go, 
yeah, I'm not acting like I who I am, and we understand that. But the other person, they're they're a cheater, they're an infidel. We 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 assign a name to them, wow. and we leave ourselves out of it when we're on that side. And then you flip it over. The, the truth of the matter is, when that girl, uh, young lady, came downstairs after having been caught, you know, in bed with another man, I would guarantee you that she was thinking this is not who I am oh well that this is this is not because she didn't get into a relationship with you and and I, I tell people this all the time in marriage counseling like I never I never do premarital counseling with a couple who says you know in about five years I'm going to come back and see you and talk about you know the break of trust that's happened in our relationship I, I should have added porn in there because that's another one that that uh, is a, a break of faith and trust between spouses. Uh, there, there's, the, the list is, there's too many to list. Um, but what we do is we assign the other person like, no, you're, you know, you're unfaithful. You're the infidel. I'm the one who is faithful. I'm the one who's actually living out of my authentic identity. And that's never the case. It's not? No, it's never the case. Like, listen, I... Why, because you're the easy target? Well, you're guilty. I right. mean, there's there's no getting around that. You're the one that used porn. You're the one that had the slept with somebody else. You're the one that took the money. You're the one that spent too much time at work. Guilty. They're, guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah, there's... What are you going to do? Argue with the facts? But the, the facts are not identity. Like, if you let the facts become your identity, now you've got a problem. There's only one fact that's our identity, and that's that you're a son of God. And that girl, you know, whether she knew it or not, um, she was a daughter of God. That was her true identity. She, if she hadn't found it yet, um, you know, you probably weren't helping her find it. Sure. <laughs> you know, and she wasn't helping you. Sure. So the real, the real infidelity is that infidelity. That's the infidelity. You, you are not on both sides. Yeah. Well, you're. Are you living? Are you living as an authentic son of God? Was she living as an authentic daughter of God? This is what we believe the broad idea about every single person. Every single person. Christian, non-Christian. I don't care, you know, red, purple, brown, green, whatever. Every single person was born for God and was born to come into a, a, come into a relationship with him which would show us and is showing us who we are you you have no way to figure out who you are outside of a relationship with god kierkegaard calls doing that the sickness unto death the sickness unto death is to try to create an identity outside the presence of god and so how why were you sleeping with that girl why were you carrying on with that girl well part of it was you were being unfaithful to god you were an infidel before god you were actually like, well, hey, listen, I know that you say I am. I'm not talking about Christian or, or non-Christian. I'm, I'm not talking about you were a bad boy. You were a bad believer. You were a bad Christian. Bull crap. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying at the core of your being, you were, you were faithless. You did not believe that God says you're a son of God. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been acting like that. And it was both times. It wasn't just when you discovered your girlfriend sleeping with another guy. It was when you discovered yourself sleeping with another girl. Both times, 
you were unfaithful and it's not and we're talking about you but it's not like i haven't done it you know and not not in that not in that particular way but i've been unfaithful to my wife and she's been unfaithful to me there's no other there's no other relationship out there but when we take that that name and we call it okay now you're an adulterer i mean you weren't married to the girl but she was you know she was an, an adulteress you take that name on, and you know what? You're right. Here's the thing. When you were right, you just went to the wrong place to find out who you were. Like, when you start defining that girl and say, well, now you're an adulteress. Okay, that's why you never talk to her again. I'm not going to talk to an adulteress. Yeah, well, my gosh. Okay, but she was an adulteress before she ever slept with you. And you were an adulterer before you ever slept with whoever you slept with. Like, we, we're all adulterers. <laughs> we have all broken faith with our father with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. And we've all said, the real infidelity is, I will become myself. Kierkegaard turns, turns, turns that around and says one of the most famous sayings in all of um, you know, theology or, or, or in, uh, I guess, philosophy, in, in Christian philosophy, he says, uh, and now with God's help, I shall become myself. And see what you said, and now with the help of this girlfriend, I shall become myself. Right. And now with the help of, of owning a restaurant, driving Cadillacs, being on top of the world, I shall become myself. Well, guess what? You, you ran into a brick wall and wrecked your Cadillac and, it, and the wheels came off and there's, there was what? There was a mess in, in, the, in the wake of that. And for us to take somebody and hold them in the place of, you're the unfaithful one. I'm the one that's just driving my car all the time and I never hit anything. That sets up that sets up false expectations for ourselves, for others. We all have to come to the place where we go, Holy Spirit, teach me who I am. Tell me who I am. So is that what we're we're talking we're talking about right now cuz there's people that are listening that are maybe even going through this. So what is one thing because this subject did not come up just for me to say this or right. you to say what you said. There's a reason for it. I have no idea. Someone needs to hear this. And I hate to use the word practical because it's like a five-step thing to set and being set free. But practical. Well, it's a moment. Like you have a chance here. What? Okay. Well, in the devastation, and I remember, see, I wasn't at the first one, but I was around for the second one. Right. When, when, the, when the wheels all came off yeah. and you came home to a note you know and i'm gone your life is done right. and i know what happened to you right you want to tell the story what happened you came home you saw the note and what did you do i had a conversation with god you had a long walk yeah went on a long yeah. walk and what happened during that walk <laughs> he restored me what did he say to you he says i'm with you okay well why would god hang out with an adulterer your wife doesn't want to because he's always loved me. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk to you anymore, but God does. Okay, there it is. That's all of it. That's the whole thing right there. You're not an adulterer. That's not what he calls you. See, when, when you're the guilty party, and this is very important to anybody that's out there going through this, it's very easy for, for you to now become defined by the offended spouse. And you, you try to morph into whatever they want to make this stop, to make it right, to make it go away. And so they start telling you who you are. Well, from now on, you're going to do this. From now on, you're going to do that. And from now on, you're not going to do this. And, and, and 
look, I understand it. I, when we're guilty and shameful and afraid, I can. This is American advertising. They make you feel afraid and shamed and guilty, and then they sell you stuff. And the 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 reason is because you are afraid and guilty and ashamed, and 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 they just pick on it. And they pick up on it and they take advantage of it. I'm not saying the offended spouse is doing that, but the offended spouse is trying to restore a broken identity in their own self. Like, they don't want to be the jilted lover. So what does the offended need to think? The offended needs to reposition themselves before God, too, and say, I am not the jilted lover. I am not the cheated upon spouse. I will not, I will not let that define my life because I have another name. It's daughter of God. It's son of God and stand in that and in that place then they can start to look at okay how do i interact with with the infidel because that'll start you out in the right place you go oh god will remind you you're an infidel so when you start you know throwing rocks at an infidel you're throwing rocks at your own self and that's the point i was making it's very easy to forget that point as from the course the the offended yeah you you take that and you're ready to worldly judgment and, Course. and yeah. courses that need to be taken. Look, there are things that need to be addressed. They do need to be addressed. They need to, you, it's not okay to let somebody continue to sin against you, okay? But it's also not okay for you to say that someone else's sin is destroying your identity. Oh. It's impossible. It's not possible. That's it. That's it. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10. We say it all the time. John 10, 10. He came that you might have life and have it to the full. There's no, that's the period on the end of the sentence. It doesn't say, if you don't have a cheating spouse, if you don't have, if you haven't cheated on your spouse. It doesn't say that. It's an absolute statement. Jesus comprehensively says, no, I can give you an identity that can stand up to adultery. Whether you're the one who did it or you're the one who was on the receiving end, I'll give you an identity that's stronger than that, that actually stands up and says, okay, in this place, now I can offer corrective action. Okay, you need to leave this job. You need to, um, you know, we need to move from this house. These, these other things, the, that can happen, but it doesn't happen when one person is the, has fidelity and the other person is the infidel. Okay, you you both have to have fidelity to God and then have a conversation. Now you know who you are. And now you're not trying That's to make right. your spouse into a That's into right. a crutch. That's right. That you want to just stick back under your arm and say, "Okay, now stay there the rest of my life and don't move. Do what I tell you to do. Be a function." No, we're human beings, not human doings, and we won't it won't work out well. It doesn't work out well for anybody on either side. If we both come into the the faithful one who is Jesus, and his spirit, who is the Holy Spirit of Christ, you can not only survive an affair, but mm. thrive in it. Holy Spirit, thank you for anointing this podcast. I really feel that what was supposed to be said was said. <clears throat> it was hard, but it was it, it was not bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were a little scared, weren't you? I was a little scared, but not a judgment. I don't know what it is. No. I want, listen, I want people to be healed from the deepest pains. I want to use our lives and our experiences and the things we've seen to help people see through what they're going through, going through the Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who? The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www 
www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there. <laughs>